0: I don't care if Beyonce's in that room. I'm gonna go shake her hand and say hi. Consider the shift fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2xP, you may miss some content, but you also want the F bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America.
1: Hi Work wives. I'm Bailey in Harriman, Utah. The other day I was at an award event for business people in Utah, and before the dinner started, I accidentally ended up in the VIP room, and I saw a bunch of business celebrities that I wanted to introduce myself to and go up and talk to them. My coworker stopped me in my tracks and she literally said, oh no, you don't just go talk to those people. I thought that was one of the dumbest things I've heard because we're all just people, aren't we? We're all just humans. So my question is, to what extent was my coworker right? Is status something I should bow to in the business world or should I just be myself and get to know people despite their status?
0: Bailey. <laughs> First of all, I can already tell that I love you. We already do. I mean, yeah, we're just people. <laughs> like the, I mean, the answer is yeah. Your coworker's wrong. She should shut the fuck up and know what's better for her career if she walks into that room and introduces herself to somebody important. I wish that your friend had sent us this question of like, Oh my God, I was at this event and there's a VIP room and my coworkers just like charging in there. Like she owns the place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's, that's like, Bailey. Yeah. Is she okay? Like, is, <laughs> like can I do that? Right. Like right. I would love to answer that question because like one of the core tenets of ask your work wife is limiting beliefs need to be deconstructed and when they are, growth is inevitable. Uh, yes. So your friend is like keeping herself from any potential career opportunities, any potential personal growth opportunities. I don't know if she's single, but she's keeping herself from any personal <laughs> love life. Okay. Like she's just, she's got a limiting belief about herself that she is less than those people in there. And I, I don't know if you saw my face, but like, I do not stand for that. I agree with you, Bailey. We are all just people. Because we know you just a little bit, Bailey, I will tell you that you'll understand this reference. You in business should be no respecter of persons. That's it. Everyone in that room is fair game for you to talk to, especially, oh my God, this is a soapbox, especially in America. Mm. You know, we don't have an aristocracy. You know, we don't have like thousands of years of fiefdoms and serfdom and like all the dumbs that are dumb. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's kind of a class system here and that's a different podcast for a different day. But like when you're in a room like that, no, Walk the fuck up to them. I don't care if Beyonce's in that room. I'm going to go shake her hand and say hi. Hell yeah, you are. Uh, maybe this is a great time to tell you about the time I met Stan Lee.
1: Actually. <laughs> okay. You told us about Stan Lee. Oh, I did. Yeah. yeah do you remember? you have already told
0: the story. Yeah. Tell the brief one again. Yes. If you can't walk directly up to the person that you want to talk to, it's usually because there's a gatekeeper if you just take a moment before you walk in a room like that again, Bailey, cause I know this is, this is literally about to happen to you again is like, I, I would just like take a look around. If there's someone you recognize, a celebrity that you want to talk to, see who's next to them. If anybody looks like a bodyguard or looks like a gatekeeper, you don't walk directly to the a person. You walk directly to the B person flirt with them and they will introduce you to the a person. That's how you do that. That is how I met Stanley. And it was incredible. His bodyguard fucking hot. Anyway, <laughs> If you want the full story, it's episode
1: 14 (laughs) in Vegas. Bailey, we have no doubt that you clearly can handle yourself in this situation. You're doing fine. Okay. (laughs) But if we were talking to your coworker, Venice, I love what you said about limiting beliefs. Like that hits me straight in the heart. Like that's, I believe in that so passionately. It's obviously a foundation for ask your work wife. Um, I think there are four we've identified that we'd love to just like pat you on the back for like not even more like standing ovation <laughs> yeah, for you yeah. Bailey and just like we're gonna sit your coworker down honey <laughs> let's talk let's talk okay. so we're gonna get into those four limiting beliefs after the break but Bailey never
0: change yeah you've done nothing wrong gold stars if you want bite-sized information on how to get more out of your daily corporate grind follow us on Instagram at AskYourWorkLife.
1: Bailey we're back we're we're gonna we're about to go off on limiting beliefs right now yeah
0: and we've numbered them so There's, here, yeah <laughs> here's a here's a li- we like a tight list <laughs> so here it goes limiting belief number one you can't speak oh oh god right yeah, yeah it just
1: like it just like hits me in my gut
0: especially when like we're talking about women like to say to a woman you don't have a voice in this situation fuck you you know how many people have died to make sure you do have a voice in the situation lots of them
1: yeah, and I'm watching, I'm watching Vanessa be very, very comfortable in this
0: mic right now. <laughs> right? Listen, do I need a microphone? Do I need a platform? What's happening? You don't, here? but you do. Yeah, <laughs> like your platform can be just an audience of one, which is your friend. And like, I'm so glad that like you could model for her that she does have the ability and the right and the privilege and the access to speak. Go in there, say whatever the fuck you want. Now, I am Southern, so I will tell you there's manners and tact. I listened to Emily Post way too frequently one summer. so like. There's a way to approach people, right? And there's a, I'm a work in marketing, so there's an a, ability to know your audience and know like what message is going to hit where and which one's going to get you tossed out. Like I wouldn't go in there and just like take off all your clothes and go streaking through the VIP room, right? But like you walk in professionally dressed and like shake, have a good handshake and direct eye contact. Good one-liner? Say less. Uh, don't say less. <laughs> oh yeah, say more. That That's doing fine. <laughs> yeah. So, so like I don't know why women... Tend to cower or tend to like be seen and not heard. I mean, maybe it's thousands of years of evolution. I don't Pedestalization I don't know. and infantilization. Yeah, yeah. Also,
1: <laughs> also different. Because. Do we not know
0: why, or do we <laughs> super know why? Yeah. Right. But like, but in the midst of fourth wave feminism, goddamn, lady, open Let's your mouth. Yeah. yeah. In fact, <laughs> since we're here in suffragette land, like, what man would not take this opportunity? What man do you know? I can think of 10 of them and they would all just be like, Oh, I happened in here. Let's uh, just like go make something up. Like picture the worst finance bro, you know, <laughs> and imagine him thinking I don't belong here. No, like right. his privilege is showing six ways from Sunday. Yeah. Like he, he already thinks he belongs in that room. Even if he
1: super doesn't actually super doesn't, yeah.
0: like, <laughs> get the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like it could be a room full of female entrepreneurs and he is a McKinsey associate finance bro and he still thinks he belongs there. So I'm going to give give your coworker the same advice to give women applying for jobs. Men apply for jobs that they're only 60% qualified for. Women tend to apply for jobs they're overqualified for. So if you think you're even 60% you know capable of being in this room, like you look at these people and you're like, "All right, I could talk to 60% of the people in here or maybe I could talk to 40% of the people in here? Like I could talk to one person in here." Done. Do it. Yeah. That's where equality starts. There's so many situations where women are for whatever reason, in their own way. Like they're not letting themselves into a room that they should be in. And there's some people in these rooms that honestly shouldn't be there, but their privilege has allowed them into spaces where like they haven't earned the right to be there.
1: Right, right. And on the flip, like there should be more people in rooms that they're not in. And yeah, so totally. you walking bravely, boldly, confidently, maybe it wasn't even brave for you. Maybe, maybe you're like, a I'm, I'm here <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love this too. But like- you doing that is, is making space for, for others to follow, yeah. just like your coworker and, and whoever else might need it, should have access to that room.
0: And, and it's only through actions like yours, Bailey, that like we're ever going to get through this wage gap. Like some of us have to take these like big leaps and bounds and just put a foot down. Like, no, I belong here. Yeah. I might have like arrived in this room by accident because I didn't know it existed, but goddamn, I'm sticking around and we're going to make some money.
1: Now that we know that you can speak, Yay. Bailey and coworker, <laughs> um, that brings us to limiting belief number two on our list. This idea that you're not worthy, mm. which again, I just like, oh, it
0: just hits so deep. Also name a man who thinks he's not worthy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'll
1: get off that so much. So say, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I think, yeah, for, for us, it's like knowing where you do add value. Yeah. We've talked about this on this podcast before. I think it was episode... It was, okay, here we go. Obviously, just wait for the title of the episode. It's episode 25. Know your worth and demand it every time. (laughs) Say, don't say less. (laughs) But that's the name of the episode. Um, And I think like one of our huge takeaways there, and, and I've experienced this personally in my life, is like, you know your worth when you immerse yourself and surround yourself with it. In other words, like, You think about, you take the time out of your day, and we are talking about our work lives, so take the time out of your work day and say, here's what I accomplished, here's how I added value, here's how I contributed to the bottom line. And when you do that type of regular work, you know that you're fucking worthy, okay? Not just as a concept, not just as a human being, not just in terms of whatever spiritual practice that you're bringing to the table, that you are a worthy soul, but that you bring value to the table. You bring dollars to the table. Yeah, have something to
0: offer. Yeah. Well, and, and like, even if it's not directly related to your work product, like everyone should understand what their contribution in a business equals in dollars of revenue, right? Like, because I put this campaign, I, I can tell you this off, off the cuff, actually last massively corporate place I worked for, cause I work for an agency. Now I put monthly promotions in play that netted us, netted us a million dollars a month in revenue on incremental sales. Ooh. Okay. Like I can spit that number out faster than you know how to shine your shoes. I don't know. I sound like I'm in the 1920s now because we're into suffragettes. That's what, <laughs> sort of My mind is, but like you should know that dollar. It's like how much how much value am I bringing to the table? But also like what's the strength of my network? Mm. What's the strength of my like brain? How much is that worth to somebody? So it's it's also it's like what you're saying on this like spiritual internal personal worthiness level, right? But it's also like how much money. Am I capable of generating just by thinking about something?
1: Totally, totally, totally.
0: Like you said this to me once, Holland. You're like, you know what, Vanessa? There are three layers in which people relate to you. One, they're in your life and you think about them positively and their life is better for it.
1: I happen to send that bucket. I like it very much.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Because when, when I, when you're in my data stream, I think about you, I connect you to people. I like,
1: she's sending you shit on LinkedIn all day long. I'm sending you (laughs) clients like
0: whatever, what, like I did this with, I did this with our video editor the other day. He told me he's like looking to take on freelance projects. I had a friend of ours from, from our networking group reach out and say, Hey, do you know anybody that's taking on freelance video projects? And I was like, I do actually, he's he's right over there. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I have to know these things. Right. Then the next layer is like, you're not my life and I don't think about you and your life is fine, but it's not better. <laughs> right? You're missing out. The third one is not worth talking about right now. But I like my friends understand the the dollar amount that I represent or could represent in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so they like to tell me things because they like to make money. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we
1: all like it. Yeah. It turns out. Yeah. And I know for you, Bailey, too, like we know we happen to know what you do for a living. Uh-huh. And we happen to know that you offer a lot of opportunity to people that you come across. A massive network. Like any of those business celebrities in there, you, Bailey,
0: command a platform mm-hmm. with lots of voices attached, like lots of listening ears attached to it. You, If you're looking for voices or somebody has a message they want to get out, they need you.
1: Exactly. That's part of the worth you bring to the table. So I also know that you know that. like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right, exactly. Like, like- and I, I wish you, like, I don't know what role your coworker is in relation to you at Shell's company, but- I wish that she understood that even as a, as a junior copywriter, pencil pusher, like graphic designer, even that you have sway cause you're in the room. That's right. right. Have anyone seen Hamilton want to be in the room where it happens? Well, like your coworker happens to be in the same rooms that you're in, even if you're her boss or she's a lower level than you, like she has your ear. So people should be so gracious to talk to her because she gets to talk to you. And I, and I wish your coworker knew that that was her worth at least in that room, to those people.
1: <music> limiting belief number three. You're too young. Yeah. Uh, I've been on the other side of that, actually. <laughs> so <laughs> can we give, are... <laughs> can it be you're too old also as a limiting belief? Probably. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: Like, where, how did you feel that? Like, now I'm interviewing you because here we are.
1: Yeah. Um, I, so I was 29 when I came into corporate America. Oh, yeah. And I came in as a junior graphic designer Ooh. which Your is co-workers like
0: workers are like what 1920 maybe
1: my <clears throat> my creative director was younger than me
0: oh god i hate that
1: so i was like oh. i get that she's had a longer career but like there was some comp like there's like a little bit like Meh! that's annoying uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> you know totally like this so this came up for me when i was working at one of my vps my favorite my favorite one he knows exactly who he is he and i found out that we actually like were at the same school program at the same time
1: wait is this the vp i'm thinking of
0: yes uh-huh We've, we realized we were in the same room at the same time. He was maybe two or three years older than me in school. But like. I've never heard this. <laughs> yeah, I like, did not know this. Yeah. So like it was one of those weird moments where like, of course, during the interview process, I was doing all my stalking. And I was like, why does he look familiar to me? And you know me and my fucking photographic memory. I was like. Right, right. It's somewhere. I know you're here, but I got to dig through the files. Right. I finally sorted it out that he was like in our comms department's ad lab. So he was in the advertising track. Same time I was in the PR track.
1: Oh, oh yeah. God. Wait, was that, a, this is your VP? Yeah. So like when you were, what role were you at that oh, time? Oh,
0: I met him as like manager in training and he was trying to make me a social media manager. So like the bottom,
1: the bottom of the yeah, vertical,
0: like, like our category assistant, who's kind of like the admin for the category was above me. Technically, mm. you know what I mean? Like when the secretary who gets paid hourly is above you, Right. You're the bo- Your social media is on the bottom. Yeah. And like he was the VP and we're only three years apart and we we're in the same program. Oh. Like, and I, it was just one of those like weird moments where I was like, I had a fuck ton of imposter syndrome because of that. Cause I just came back and was like, if I had chosen differently, if mm-hmm. I had chosen the road more traveled, irritatingly, <laughs> like I, I probably would be exactly where he's at. There's nothing that would have stopped me from being the VP of a sixty million dollar beauty brand instead of a social media manager who's getting paid kind of ish a living wage for
1: ten percent of what he's getting paid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh
0: uh-huh.
1: How did you work through that?
0: I honestly went back to the timeline of my life. Yeah. And realized, like, okay, from college, right? Like from kind of the moment we split he had a very linear path through life and not to say it was easy, but it was just, here's step one, then step two, then step three, then step four. Right. Um, and then I, I took this like really circuitous roundabout. I don't know. <laughs> She's like her fingers Tra- like
1: <laughs> making a loop and loop de loops in
0: space. <laughs> I'm like, i we not talk about the road less traveled. I did it. I found it. We're here. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I like, I had a whole career, a five, six year span in law. Like where if that was move one, right. move two would have been go to law school. Right. Move three would have been have my own practice in what, one of the big types of law that goes to the Supreme Court. Do you know what I'm saying? Like as a BFD kind of space, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, so like that made me feel a little bit better, but like at the end of the day, it really it, my limiting belief became my title is too small for my age. That became the that, limiting belief. Yeah, there. That gap there. Yeah, yeah.
1: It takes work to get through this one. Yeah. Totally.
0: Yeah. And it'll kind of sneak up on you every once in a while. So you got to find your way out of it, honestly.
1: I think my director's maybe six months younger than me. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I'm only one step behind you, but like, I'm behind you. Totally. So it's one of those things. Wait. I will say, though, you texted me the other day, actually, about this did topic. Did I? Oh, I was like,
0: did I? You did. No, you <laughs> did.
1: You were like, um, if you calculate our age based on... Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if, yeah. if you act as if we graduated from college the year before we started our current careers. Yeah. We're actually doing really good. We're doing fine. So like I would have graduated from college under these circumstances three years ago. I'd be, I'd be 25 instead yeah. of 33. Mm-hmm. Same. Like, something I'm,
0: like that? I, like, yeah. I think the way that I text you was something like I've only been in marketing, mm-hmm. right, for six years. Yeah. Rather than in the workforce for 15 Right, right, right. Right? And like for you, you've only been in marketing for two or three years. Mm -hmm. So given that, like if I had gone from college straight into six year marketing career, I'm exactly where I ought to be. If you had gone straight from college into a two year ops career, you're exactly where you ought to be. That is a nice grounding feeling too. But like, like I said, I'm, I worked with this VP maybe three or four years ago. And this age thing, st- obviously I was thinking about it because I text you, I think it was a little bit out of the blue too. <laughs> I text you, I was like, I'm doing fine, right? like, yes. <laughs> like, we are doing fine. But you got to find a way to ground yourself and get out of it.
1: Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this one takes a bit of work, Bailey, or I think, you know, I know this isn't a problem for you. I don't think this is a problem for you.
0: Yeah. But like, if you have any, if you find yourself having any like weirdness or inner monologue about it, just like ground yourself in age is not a factor. Whether you think you're too young, too old, whatever the thing is like, have you thought about this problem before? Could you think about this problem before? Do you think you might have a solution that could be something viable? Great. Open your mouth. Let's talk about it. Let's get you to connect the right people and like ping pong this idea and like get it into something that's awesome. I don't care how old you are. Ideas and action, not age. belief number four status
1: i loved how you put this in your question bailey the status have to be bowed to no
0: first of all no one's <laughs> bowing no one's did you see Teresa May curtsy no one can actually curtsy so we should just stop that's it like yes the short answer is no you should right. not bow to status there there is a level of respect that's needed like when someone has done something that's like Really incredible, or like has has been like in a particular role, like a C suite for like 10, 20 years, or leading a multi-million dollar company, there's some respect that should be afforded there and like some humility from you. And like I would love to learn from you on how to do this.
1: Sure. I mean but, she was at an award show. Yeah. And... but like let me tell you some
0: some inside baseball. That's why celebrities go to award shows. That's where all deals are made. Is because they're never together in one room. Mm. Right? They're all in their cute little houses in LA on different hilltops. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't tell you how many times like an award show has happened. Some people got sat together and like, in fact, Lizzo at the Grammys just like let this bombshell out. She doesn't have a choice in where she sits, but Adele, when she goes to the Grammys (gasps) does have a choice in where she sits. And Adele called Lizzo and said, Hey, I got you to sit next to me. (gasps) So Adele is telling the Grammy people where the fuck she wants to sit and who she's sitting with. Now Adele to this point has never met Lizzo. And I wouldn't be surprised if they come out with a collab in the next year or so. Do you know yeah. What I'm that's <laughs> it right here first. That's where the deals are made. Now I can make this, the same thing happens at the UN, all these cute little UN meetings that happen that are televised. Nothing's a surprise there, right? All of the, like the Davos conferences, the Allen and co conferences, like all of these conferences where rich people go, business people go like the G eight summits, whatever, whatever the meetings are decided six months ahead of time. The agenda, the talking points, like everything's written by a fucking speechwriter. What they don't show is the hallway conversations. That's where deals are made. So like if you happen into the VIP room, that's great. Everyone assumes everyone's supposed to be there. And even better, that's where an opportunity is. So fuck status and just go make your opportunity into something real. Because that's how the real world works. For everyone else who's listening who's not Bailey, who's obviously crushing this, this thing about status also applies in your daily life. I can't tell you how many women we have coached that like we tell them, in your first 90 days, you should go be having meetings with people that could be champions or mentors. These are going to be people that like, if you're coming in at any level, sub director, these are going to be people with titles above yours. These are going to be people whose time is worth hundreds of dollars an hour. Okay. That should not scare you.
1: If it does, it's normal. Been there, have been there recently.
0: (laughs) But I'll tell you uh, like a VP, C-suite, all these people, they can tell when you're scared to talk to them. And it doesn't bode well for you. They don't have a lot of confidence in you because they need somebody who can speak truth to power. When they ask you, what is this number? They need you to not equivocate on it. They're just like, that's the number, good or bad, so that they can think through how to make it better because that's their job. So like this, the status thing, like it only takes about six months in a new position for people who work around me to realize, like, I give zero fucks about your title. We're trying to do something here together and we each have our role to play. And if someone's not doing their role, that means nobody's working and nobody's winning. Sometimes that requires communication up ladders, around ladders, bypass a ladder, cut the fucking red tape. Like, <laughs> and because, because I was able to do that, I, I started running the president of a $3 billion company's personal Facebook page. I had so much access and that's because he stopped me in the hall. He was like, hey, I need to set up a Facebook page. Can you help me with that? Absolutely. Yes, sir. When would you like to do that? How about now? Yep. 100%. I didn't stammer. Slacked everybody. I'm gonna be late for the next meeting. Yeah. I'm in so-and-so's office. They're like, fuck, are you in trouble? I'm like, nope, even Absolutely better. Not, you know what not, I mean? Not. Like that that's the thing, is like forget the status. They're just people. Bailey, keep doing what you're doing and send this episode to your coworker because she needs to get rid of these limiting beliefs so that she can grow.
1: Got a question for ask your work wife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with Hey, Workwives! I have just one question. You say you have imposter syndrome. I've never heard imposter syndrome used in terms of mm. the other way. Cause usually you hear it. Usually you hear imposter syndrome. Like I'm not good enough for what I th- am thought to be. Mm-hmm.
0: The way that it comes, the way that it comes for me is like, everyone thinks I should be further than I am yeah. and I'm not. So I'm going to let them think that, but really that kind of makes me a fraud. Mm. Like, like there are some people that I don't tell my title to. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like, there are a lot of people in this world who haven't really realized because they haven't asked and I haven't said anything about it that I don't actually have a degree. Right. Right. That's, that's similar for me where it's just like, hang on you and you
1: and the CP are the same age. You shouldn't be in the room is the feeling of imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm.
0: And I am right. So I'm here. Like if they're invite, if they're inviting like, you know, between 30 and 40 to a Forbes party, I'm there. But like as a social media manager, Instead of like the CMO, right, right, yeah, like oh, why are you here and why aren't you better? That's where it comes in for me. Fucking sucks. Yeah, hmm. I think you're doing great. I think I'm doing great too. It's just every once in a while I'm like, again, age is just a number. Until somebody mentions nine <laughs> eleven, they're like, God, you are old. Weird. <laughs> <Meh. laughs> You're born in
1: the 2020s. So it's so <laughs> like fuck down. if your birthday
0: starts with a 20, or you tell me you speak to me. <laughs> I am an elder, respected.